Welcome, worshipers, to the pre-recorded service of McGregor Evangelical Mennonite Church for March 21st, 2021, the fifth Sunday in Lent. Wherever you are, I invite you to connect with the Spirit of the Lord in your spirit as you listen, sing, and pray with us. Days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with Israel. I will be their God, and they will be my people. God, teach us wisdom in our secret hearts. Put a new and right spirit within us. Restore to us the joy of salvation, and sustain in us a willing spirit. We trust you, God, to forgive our iniquities and remember our sin no more. There, there is, is a time for everything, and sometimes the hour is upon us. Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears, knowing that those who love their life will lose it. The hour has come. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. We call out to you as you call us to deeper growth.
Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes, as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. too deep. We call call to to you from from the depths of our hearts. We confess confess our resistance to being planted into your aching earth, into the way of your covenant. We confess our need for you to plant within us the joy of your salvation, a willing spirit. In the silence, we name the forces that keep us from deep growth. Deep calls to deep. You call to us from the depth of your love. Calling Calling us to to deep deep growth, 
We come to you, God. Please bow with me in a word of prayer. Our God, we come before you now on this last Sunday of Lent, seeing what is soon in front of us. Our God, we emerge from the wilderness that has been Lent, and before us, while we expected a fountain, what we instead see is something that we don't want to comprehend. Our God, we pray over the week to come, before we find ourselves in Holy Week, Prepare us. Lord, prepare us for the events that start on Palm Sunday before ultimately Calvary. God, we pray, prepare us for seeing what you went through for us. God, we pray, prepare us for this. And God, we also want to bring before you now that as we are now at the end of Lent, the lessons that we have learned focusing on you, focusing on struggling toward you, focusing on our life with you, that we will not let them simply float on by, that we will hold them close to our hearts, that we will hold them close to our minds, that instead of lessons that we need to relearn year after year after year, instead they will become the stepping stools for us to climb even higher with you in the future. God, we pray that the rest of the year comes to be for us the same as the last season has been, a time when you are on our minds, a time when you are in our hearts, and a time when you are what we are always running toward. 
Lord, this we pray. And finally, as we look out into the world around us right now, the lessons that we have learned about ourselves thinking of you over these last few months, Lord, we pray that we will learn how to interpret them as we go about our lives in the world around us. Lord, we pray that no longer will we try to cordon ourselves off, section ourselves off, the Christian on one side, the secular on the other, but instead realize that we are a people fully for you. And that holding that back in our dealings with other people not only is doing our relationship with you a disservice, but is doing our relationship with them a disservice as well because by doing that, we are holding a part of who we are, an important part of who we are from them. And so, Lord, we pray, give us the strength to be who we are with you all of the time. God, we pray, give us the strength to be who we are all of the time. God, we pray, help us to be the kind of friends to our neighbors around us who are actually willing to share things that are important to us instead of keeping them to ourselves because we fear it would be awkward. Even though we know at some level of us that's not how relationships work. And so God, we pray, help us, Lord, help us to be strong in you and to glorify your name in all that we are. This we pray in your name. Amen. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Verily I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The news spread through the town like wildfire. Jesus was here. 
Years had passed since his ministry first began in the north of Palestine. Years since the miracles began. Years since he began to teach and to heal. Years since he had gathered the disciples around him. And in that time, his name had spread. Jesus is here, the people in town whispered to one another. Jesus is here. The people spoke excitedly to one another. Jesus is here. A few from among the crowd found themselves unable to contain themselves when they heard this news. A few who, when they found out they were this close to the teacher of teachers, decided they had to see him. Long now had they heard the name of Jesus from their homes. Long now had they heard of the things that he had done. They just had to meet the man that they had learned so much about. They began asking around town for what felt like forever. Many people, when they spoke to them, simply walked on without helping. They asked one man in longer robes, an official in town if there ever was one, and he warned the group that they shouldn't be associated with that Jesus, that sooner or later he was going to find himself on the wrong side of the law. But the group was too determined to give up now. And finally, after what felt like hours, they found that part of town that Jesus was in. They began to make their way there. But the town was packed with people, more coming in every day for the upcoming festival. After a while, though, they made their way there to the one that they sought. There were many standing around him, and keeping those people at bay were the twelve men who had become almost as famous as the man himself the disciples. A few from the group split off to talk to one of the twelve to see if their group could get a meeting with the Lord. Over the years, they had heard the names of those who served so close to Christ. They had heard of headstrong Peter and meticulous Matthew. They had heard of the great stewardship of Judas and the intensity of Andrew. They had heard of all of them, but they were now looking for just one, Philip the disciple with a name like theirs, Greek. And there he was. Now is the time, we read Jesus say in verse 31 of our passage today, for the judgment of the world, now the prince of the world will be driven out. Philip spoke with the Greeks for a while, and then to his friend Andrew, and both of them were in the pit of their being excited by this development. The Greeks outsiders, people from over the sea, were now in town and wanting to see Jesus. That was huge. That meant that their mission was spreading. That meant that their work was multiplying farther into the Roman Empire than they'd ever dared to think that it was. This was a big deal. And so once the numbers had faded, they approached their Messiah together to tell him the wonderful thing that had been lifting their hearts. The wonderful news of the group now anxious to see him. Jesus, I hear them say together, guess what? There are some Greeks here, a pile of them, and they want to talk to you. You're teaching Jesus. It's, it's spreading. When we have been working for all of this time, what we have been working for to change the world, it's finally happening. Happening. And while the look on their faces was beaming as they talked to their friends, soon, soon I imagine it disappeared. For as they spoke, Jesus' face would have dropped. His voice that before was so inspiring, echoing through the alleys of the town, suddenly would have been pensive and sad. For a moment, all three were quiet. The noise outside and around them accentuating the puzzling silence painfully. 
Then after an eternity, I hear him speak. Thanks for telling me this, my friends. It's truly wonderful to hear. To this, the disciples responded confused. What's wrong? The two would have tripped over themselves to ask. And again, Jesus paused. One moment, then another. We're near the end, aren't we? I hear him say. Near the end of how things have been. Up until now, we've been reaching out to only our brothers and sisters, our neighbors. People like us. People who think like we do and talk our language and understand the things that we were raised to understand. But now that's changing. Now we are catching the attention of new people with ways and customs of their own who don't know God. And that excites me, don't get me wrong. That has always been the plan, but now, how things have been, it's going to come to an end. Because now, something new is needed. Something they will understand. A way that they can see our God as clearly as we can. Soon how things were, will die. Lately, there had seemed to be a lot more talk like this coming from Jesus. Talk of death soon to come. And so, as they had times before, the two disciples, they would have gone to Jesus to assure him that surely this wasn't the case, that surely their mission would keep on for a long time to come. And again, like the other times, Jesus silenced his friends. In verse 32 of our passage today, we read, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. This is how I paraphrase one thread of what our Messiah said to his friends all those years ago. Philip, Andrew, I hear him say, Don't be afraid of letting the past die. Our ministry was wonderful. It was spectacular. It was all that I could have hoped for, but... The purpose of our ministry and our lives, it was always the same thing. To glorify our God in heaven, to bring glory to my heavenly Father. And the time is fast drawing to an end when we can have this purpose and yet keep on like how we have been. Don't you feel it in the air? Don't you feel how much different things are now? All along, things have been changing moment by moment so minutely that we may not have even noticed when the sea change came. But I know as you both deep down do as well, as the fact that those blessed Greeks are on our doorstep, how that shows, the ministry as it was, our lives as they have been, it's near its end. And while it's sad, to watch it die. No, even if you can't see it now, that we spent our lives for God so we can know that from it will come something so much more. It's like a seed. You throw it in the soil, it embeds, and at some point, it too gives way. But from that comes something new, a plant of its own, and that in time bears seeds on its own that in time do the same. It's fine to love what was, but there comes a point where you have to choose. Do you love what was so much as to abandon what you were running toward all along to cling to something that's fading? A point comes, Philip, 
Andrew, a point where you have to choose. Do you want to grasp so hard to the world that was that you will give up your whole life to come? To cling so hard to your life that was that you were willing to give up all that will be just to hold on to a memory? Or do you want to instead do what I'm going to do? You remember, you smile, but give it all up for where God is going to lead you next. If you love the life you have, live too much. That's the one surefire way to make sure you're going to lose it. It will become the world to you and you will be unable to see how what you did help bring what comes next. It will become a new God to you and instead of following the one that you should be following, you will instead do everything to make the world into the times gone by. But if you instead choose my Father, choose God. Give up your life past and run where he leads you to next. Then, then the life of what is to come will be what you can see instead. And the fields you will plant, they will be glorious. After that, I see the three men standing in silence for a long while, broken finally by Philip. Are you afraid what comes next? And to this I hear the Lord replying to his old friend, I'm terrified, but if I die for everything I have lived for, then others who see that, they'll live because I have died. And because I've followed my God without exception, I'll live with them as well. Now let's go see those Greeks. Our passage today ends with verse 33. He said this to show the kind of death that he was going to die. It would be a death beyond what we think deaths can be. A death so focused on glorifying God that somehow from it came life itself. Today marks the last Sunday of Lent. Next Sunday begins Holy Week with the story of Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem, taking us once again along the series of events that lead us to the cross itself. Christ's is a death that if it wasn't for sin, it wouldn't have even needed to happen. But it was also a death that as we look at it, we can see clear as day that because of it, a new era began. Before it, there was a time of darkness. Before it was a time of living in our own sins and shortcomings. Before it was a time of being scattered all to our own corners of the earth, never having anything to do with one another unless we had a knife behind our backs ready to slash. But after, after there is a new world, a world where we can see a way out of our sin because in his death we read God judged us for all of our sin and said that even that wasn't enough to keep us from him. A world where we can see someone to help us stand up as we never could before because in Christ's death we see 
Our Lord seated on the throne of all creation with all those who would look to take his place cast to the side. A world where we can see a central figure that all people can truly unite behind, truly love, because after all, he died for us. All of time before the cross, the world was dim. But now there's light. The ministry of Christ on this earth, as we read it, has passed away. But because of that, he was exalted, becoming the very thing all the world could finally understand enough to rally behind. That is the kind of death our Lord chose to die. A death that came because even when faced with that horror, he chose to glorify God. And while I pray for all of us that when our time comes, we will not meet God in the same horrific manner that was inflicted upon him. Nevertheless, my prayer for all of us is that when faced with the same decisions that he had, that we will be able to make the same choices that he did. To glorify God no matter its cost. To choose to continue after our Lord, even if it means letting things that are precious to us pass on. No matter how hard that truly is. In this way, we too can live and die as our Savior did. And while we may not even continue on long enough to see it, it's in this way, my brothers and sisters, by always choosing to glorify God, that we too can plant seeds that will in turn bear harvests of their own.
Our benediction today comes from the book of Philippians. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Go now and serve our God.